good morning listeners in today's podcast uh, it is very uh, relevant very interesting and uh, it is a method by which a, uh, several people are losing their monies from the bank accounts uh, across the world and uh, despite all the warnings and other uh, warning messages and that is uh, several ways by which fraudsters can bypass the one time password you see in the upi payments and all that one the nowadays uh, the that cashless transactions have gone up uh, with debit cards credit cards and then uh, uh, online apps through which we are remitting the monies for purchase or things like that the fraudsters have found it as a very lucrative uh, area for uh, defrauding the uh, people who are using all these one uh, and uh, uh, so you see normally when uh, we are uh, buying or doing anything nowadays there is uh, uh, normally we get an otp so many people may think that uh, nobody can scam me because nobody can use my card and scam me because uh, the otp i will get and so uh, and only to my phone number but uh, they are very wrong and uh, i will first explain uh, the several ways in which uh, they can bypass the otp the fraudster can bypass the otp that is one time password and uh, subsequently i will explain couple of those uh, um, uh, concepts which i am telling now one is sim swapping see fraudsters can convince a mobile network provider to transfer a victim's phone number to a new sim card under their control by intercepting the otp sent via sms they can gain unauthorized access to the victim's accounts see this is of course a very complicated one because the fraudsters have to um, uh, um, come in contact uh, with the they and they have to go hand in glove with the mobile network provider but that is also it cannot be ruled out that is called sim swapping next is phishing which i have explained in some of my earlier podcasts and my youtube um, discussion on various frauds etc see fraudsters use deceptive emails deceptive messages or websites to trick the users into revealing their login credentials including the otps once obtained they can quickly use the otp to bypass the security measures you see this is all called uh, uh, the deceptive emails uh, they you think that it has come from a proper uh, source uh, but actually it is not because with a minor minor change the uh, the website looks like that one and the users get tempted it can be a bank website it can be a company website it can be a vendor website or whatever and the fraudsters trick the users into revealing their login credentials okay and so that, that is a, through these means are called the phishing p h i s h i n g phishing way of uh, bypassing the otp pass, uh, options next is a malware i will explain in detail malware uh, after these uh, basic points see some malware can intercept otp codes by capturing screenshots logging keystrokes 
are gaining control over a victim's device. This allows fraudsters to obtain the OTP code and use it before the actual user and then empty the bank accounts. And social engineering. At length, I have given in one of the uh, podcasts about uh, social engineering and what it means and all that one. Uh, that is, uh, the fraudsters are intelligent enough to use all the social media apps like Facebook or um, Instagram or, um, uh, or any, any such apps uh, through which uh, they can uh, dupe the uh, gullible uh, victims. So, social engineering means, uh, that is what is social engineering. So, fraud, uh, fraudsters may impersonate banks representatives, customer service agents. This customer service agents and, and uh, the customer service uh, online is a very, very dangerous thing and one must pay attention to very early while they are checking online of their uh, any tracking or something. They get carried away by a... Mm, a false uh, website or something like in a, uh, 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 like in a, uh, phishing and then uh, they might just follow the instructions and in the process give away their way full details. And so, uh, the impersonate bank representatives, customer service agents or government officials to extract information from users. They might convince victims to provide their OTP codes under false pretenses. In all the cases, why people lose money is day in and out in different forms of frauds is the fraudsters have the most convincing um, ability that the victims can't but just follow the they follow the instructions and fall in the trap. Next, SIM card cloning. See, SIM card cloning by means that by replicating a victim's SIM card, fraudsters can intercept the OTP messages, allowing them to bypass the security measure and gain unauthorized access to the victim's accounts. Okay, I will explain that in a while. So, to protect against all these tactics, namely SIM swapping, phishing, Malware, social engineering, SIM card cloning, individuals should remain vigilant, verify the sources they share sensitive information with, regularly update their devices and the software and use additional security measures like biometric authentication or app-based OTPs instead of SMS-based ones. So, uh, in this uh, discussion, uh, I have uh, explained to you, uh, mentioned about SIM card cloning. See, SIM card cloning is a process of duplicating the information stored on a SIM card and then transferring it to a SIM card. This allows someone to create an identical copy of the original SIM card, including the phone number, contacts and all other data. Cloning a SIM card can be done using specialized software and hardware devices are by exploiting vulnerabilities in the SIM card technology. The illegal practice is often used for fraudulent activities such as making unauthorized calls or accessing someone's health personal information. So this is also uh, very common and one should not uh, should be very careful with the uh, card 
debit card or credit card and their details and always be vigilant uh, about such frauds now we have also uh, mentioned about a malware see malware is nothing but a short or malicious software is a type of software designed to harm or exploit computer systems and networks without the user's knowledge or consent see malware is a malicious software is a type of software designed to harm or exploit the computer systems and networks without the user's knowledge or consent without the victim's knowledge or consent so it is created by cyber criminals with the intention of gaining unauthorized access to personal or sensitive information okay causing damage to the system or using the infected system for illegal activities see with the development of technology as i keep on saying there are both pros and cons see all the first we will use the technology uh, for various productive ends whereas first use the same technology and for to uh, dupe the um, victims who are not alert or who are ignorant or who do not pay heed or who are not vigilant so the technology is a double edged sword so it depends on how you use it see there are several types of malware <coughs> or malicious software uh, including they are called viruses worms or uh, ransomware spyware okay adware etc see each type has its own specific capabilities and methods of infecting and compromising a system okay so viruses are self replicating programs that attach themselves to clean files and spread when the infected file is executed they can corrupt or delete data or slow down the system and even render it unusable and worms on the other hand are stand alone programs that replicate themselves using network connections often exploiting vulnerabilities in the operating system or installed software they can spread rapidly and cause network congestion or overload okay ransomware also express, uh, explained earlier in my podcast or youtube videos it encrypts files on infected systems and demands a ransom in exchange for restoring access this is very common many corporates and all they um, get hacked uh, through ransomware and without making any big noise they pay the ransom and get their data released <clears throat> so it can cause significant data loss and financial harm if not properly addressed or if you do not satisfy the fraudster spyware secretly collects information about a user's online activities and send it to a remote server without their knowledge what is a spyware is secretly collects information about a user's online activities and sends it to the remote server without the knowledge this information can be used for illegal purposes okay such as identity theft or target uh, targeted advertising see uh, root kits are designed root kits are designed to gain privileged access to your system and remain hidden from detection they are often used to hide other malware or provide persistent access for attackers 
see that like that from what we have to understand is there several ways several technology several computer techniques hmm, which are used by the fraudsters to get into your mobile phone to get into your system to get, to extract the information of the connections of the contacts of your uh, bank information etc which they can use and uh, uh, make the fraud so uh, one should be very cautious because nowadays everyone from college uh, or even uh, pre college are using mobile phones laptops tabs and uh, uh especially the younger generation are using rampantly they do not pay attention they take uh, all warnings they do not take all the warnings seriously or the older people who are naive or who are uh, not knowledgeable enough they depend on somebody and that somebody may uh, take advantage and dupe the people uh, uh who are depending on them so uh, that is uh, all the consequences of uh, technology on the other side so malware can be distributed through various means such as phishing emails malicious websites infected files or software or exploiting software vulnerabilities so protecting against malware involves using up to date antivirus software Uh, practicing safe browsing habits more than updating is not the solution you must have a safe browsing habits and at times anything uh, dealing with banks and all you, you can go incognito that means the others do not know that you are online or on a particular site because fraudsters will keep on uh, monitoring the web and they from all four corners to see who is negligent who is uh, not taken the basic precautions and try to mm, uh, uh, execute their fraudulent illegal activities okay so uh, uh, enabling automatic system updates regularly backing up important data all these are the uh, precautions that one can um, employ and be vigilant about all these aspects before they start using uh, all these gadgets um uh, without any uh, precautions and getting uh, uh, getting uh, uh, duped by the fraudsters so another is app based otps you see uh, actually more than the, these things app based otps are, are a bit stronger than protection See, app-based OTPs, one-time passwords are a method of authentication that requires users to provide a unique and temporary code generated by a mobile application in addition to their regular username and password. These codes are typically time-bound and are used to add an extra layer of security to online accounts and transactions. To use app-based OTPs. the users first need to download a specific authentication app into their smartphones or tablets such as google authenticator microsoft authenticator etc once they have installed the app they usually need to link it to their online accounts by scanning a qr code or entering a secret key provided by the service they want to secure 
See, when a user wants to log into their account or perform a sensitive action, the service sends a unique numerical code to their mobile app. This code is generated based on shared secret key and current time. The user must then enter this code into the service login screen or verification prompt within a limited amount of time before it expires. So, app-based OTPs provide a much more secure method of authentication as compared to traditional methods that only rely on passwords. These one-time passwords are randomly generated each time and are not easily predictable or reusable. Additionally, since the codes are generated on the user's devices, it eliminates the need for a network connection during the authentication process, thus making it functional even in areas with poor network reception. So, overall app-based OTPs provide an additional layer of security. Always you should try to have an additional layer of security in your usage of the systems, etc. on the net and online transactions by leveraging the unique and temporary codes generated by a mobile application, making it much harder for unauthorized individuals to gain access. Despite all these also, the fraudsters will find a way to get into your systems or mobile or seek information from you in a convincing way. So, basically the most important in my point of view is Besides using all these uh, fraud prevention things, one should be vigilant, one should be intelligent in using the apps, etc. One should pay heed to warnings that are frequently given by regulatory agencies like RBI, by banks, by the government, um, by the police. So, and pay attention. One should be aware by going through the daily news, etc. about these frauds how they are committed and they should take adequate care to see that they are, do not become victims. So it all depends on the individual's uh, intelligence to use the technology, use the all these uh, systems, mobiles, etc. Uh, to avoid and prevent. You see, by being very careful, at least you are secured 99%. By not being secure and if by not paying attention, by not being alert, you are secured only 1%. As simple as that. Always there will be 1% margin. That is something can happen out of the blue. So, but basically you cannot leave everything in the sky, like a candle burning in the sky, in the open. You should always try to protect and safeguard and be intelligent in using these things. I am sure that uh, this gives a big insight into all these OTP related frauds and uh, the way and means by which the fraudsters are duping the people and emptying their bank accounts. Okay, uh, especially the most important which I have come across couple of cases that uh, people known to me have and told me, you should be extremely careful while you are googling or while you are checking of any uh, tracking or while you are seeking customer support numbers or something because that is where is the one place where the fraudsters are waiting for somebody to download uh, okay open a website uh, 
which you think you are doing right but is wrong and that's where you get caught so be careful and have a good day until my next podcast